Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man Stevens, and Rob, the old guy. That's right, from the famous Rob Charney Show. Available? Everywhere. (laughs) So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to kick off this fantastic episode of the Mad Trio Podcast by a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. They have online monthly game nights on Discord, so make sure you stop by their Facebook page for event times and dates. You can also grab a free quarantine version of the game straight off their website. Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. And do you want to win a free uh, a free pack, a free game? Uh, this April 3rd, which is this Saturday, 8.30 p.m., log into Discord, go to their Facebook page for more details where you can win an, uh, an your very own Audacity <laughs> card game. Yeah, that. Audacity. Yeah, that thing. Thanks, Audacity. Yeah. We appreciate it. And HBO gives George R.R. R. Martin an eight-figure deal to keep A Song of Ice and Fire on ice. So if you guys actually want to see how it ends, you're screwed. George R.R. R. Martin, yeah. the author of a Song and Ice and Fire book series that was turned into HBO smash hit Game of Thrones, has signed a huge deal with HBO to make content for the network and HBO Max. According to The Hollywood Reporter, it's a five-year deal worth the mid-eight figures, sources told THR. Although the Game of Thrones ended in 2019, HBO owner Warner Media has already announced a prequel called The House of Daggers based on Martin's 2019 mm-hmm. book, Fire and Blood. So yeah. chances are he's going to croak before anybody ever finds out how this actually ends. Cause he's been allegedly been writing the last book since games of Thrones started. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much. So he does. does when yeah. no, I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to me. There's, there's a lot of people I who am um, over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, whatever games, game of Thrones. It's, he's, he's not Tolkien. So, I prefer Tolkien, Tolkien over his it's, stuff personally. It, you know, it's weird. You get these people that are so uber enthusiastic about certain things, like Game of Thrones for runs. The other one is The uh, Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead. And then the whole idea, if you've watched The Walking Dead at all, which I, I will admit I got suckered into for about four or five seasons, but then it finally got a little too weird for even me. And uh, it's like, I'm so over it. And there's all kinds of weird things going on now with Game of, uh, not Games of Thrones, but uh, the Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead and your mom's a Walking Dead. And, you're, you know, it's got, it's just going on. And so just, it's the, the problem is it's predictable. It's hey, zombie. Zombies. It's person. Yeah. Hilarity ensues. Somebody dies. Then somehow they find another person who's somehow survived. Well, then, but see, then they had the Whisperers. You know about the Whisperers? They like the ghost whisperer? I do. (laughs) I know about the whisperers. And I, the interesting thing about the whisperers is so you remember the uh, black guy that saved Rick Grimes? I can't think of his name right now, but uh, he saved Rick Grimes back when he first started. Yeah, in the early season when they they finally discovered they could cover themselves in. In season stuff, one, he talks right? about them. Right. When he comes back and he finds him like hiding in a building after his son dies, and he finds out that you know Rick finds out that his son dies and everything. Yeah. He starts ranting, and you just kind of blow it off that you know he's making shit up. But what he was talking about was the whispers. Yeah. yeah. Back in like season one or two. 
Yeah, so it was, it was hinted at, but it, it was the yeah. idea how, and I think I think that started the idea of the Whisperers. I mean, the whole idea is that you could cover yourself in their goo, yeah, and, and the zombies wouldn't be able to say, oh, you're, you're a human being and I want to tear you apart type of thing. So, anyway. so, so you, you got to bathe in zombie squeezins. Exactly. That's, that's it. You got to cover yourself in it. So, yeah. it's, you know. But anyway, so I'm all over those, you know, yeah, you get Games of Thrones and Walking Dead and, uh, you know, they've, they've, I, all these series that go on and on and on and, and people just get uberly crazy about. And what I did get suckered into um, was these British, the uh, the, Br- different, oh, the, uh, the different British shows. The Baltus Rippers. Uh, there, there are a number of different ones, yeah. Yeah, you, you like the... The one about the chick who travels back in time to England and uh, you know that that's uh, uh, I don't remember the name of uh, it. The Scottish one, um, Outlander. Yeah. So that's that one, and you oh, know what? Yeah, I haven't gotten into that one yet. You know that was okay. I mean, I watched a few seasons of it, and then I, I got kind of bored, and I think it became more of. I know. A I'm going to say of, this, and maybe we'll get somebody that'll whine and complain, and complain about the old guy calling it a chick flick. But it, you mean a, a bodice ripper doesn't <laughs> count? I mean, come on, it's right off the bat. I mean, it was definitely designed for women, uh, or I'm assuming gay men. Uh, and, and, well, whatever. Um, whoever wanted to see it and like it, what? It's, but so there was that, and then uh, there's a new one out called Bridgerton, but it's kind of weird to another but that's a shot of the rhymes one so uh, that's not british so that doesn't count um doggone it what was the one oh man am i getting old i'm tired the, the I, reboot of uh all creatures great and small uh that one is done as a um a guy that actually worked with james harriet oh is it i thought it was a complete one-to-one reboot no um he he was a vet that worked under him Oh wow! Yeah, and he's I got his actually, own surgery, as they call it. Written. I haven't actually found it to watch it. I've seen it's like it's good. It's good. Well, if you <coughs> like that animal, uh, all, all creatures great and small. Oh, okay, I've heard of it. Well, because it was an old, it was a series that was on on uh, local PBS station when I was a kid. Right. And I recently ran across um, there's a, there the, a, a trailer for it. Yeah. For the reboot within the last six months. But it, yeah, it's it's done with his protege, protege and uh, done well. I mean, if if you like those kind of stories about animals and vets taking care of animals, it's that's what it is. It doesn't pretend to be anything else. Have you guys ever heard of? And I might be butchering this. Ub Verks. It's U B I W E R K S. Ever heard of him? What? No. In relationship to what? So the name Walt Disney is one of the most recognized names in the world. The only name associated with a Walt Disney company that might ever be re- more recognizable is, is Mickey Mouse himself. However, however, there was another man who was just as intrume- uh, instrumental in creating the mouse, and his name is Uba Verks. I, those familiar with Disney history certainly know the name of the animator who helped work alongside with Disney, but the general public is perhaps less familiar with the man. Iverks not only helped create Mickey, but was also... Uh, creatively in, inve, inventor inst, uh, instrumental in helping WD Enterprises, which is a precursor to Walt Disney Imagineering. Actually, I, I have heard of that, but I have, I have heard of him. I just forgot about it. It was like something I saw in drunk history at one time. And I might, I'm assuming it's Iverks cause it's I W E 
RKS. It looks German, so it's kind of a guess. Um, I don't know. I love like Disney stuff in general, but this is the first time I think I've run across the name. And if I if I have seen it before, it's been a long time. Because when you think of Disney, you're always thinking of Walt Disney and Roy Disney. You know the Disney brothers who created yeah. it. Like the yeah. well, you know, it's impossible for any one person to do all of the animation and all the drawings <laughs> and everything. So obviously, we knew that. Uh, after uh, you know, and my understanding is Walt did the initial kind of idea of what we're going to do with a Mickey Mouse, and came out with Steamboat Willie, right? And uh, it, it, that was the start of this is what this little mouse thing's going to look like because even in the beginning he wasn't called mickey he was mortimer well there you go if i remember correctly it was mortimer mouse so which i think is a ripoff of somebody else too <coughs> um i just thought it was cool because usually you hear <laughs> uh, just about how you hear about waltz so you never hear about somebody who was like you know of his, course he was the number two so he's i thought gonna it was race, cool. he's gonna race any history of anybody else he's you know he he went about being walt walt disney and everything was about walt and he was you know, he was the king of his kingdom. That's so true. He wasn't going to let anybody else, you know, into the light. He was going to keep them all in the shadows. So this was the, yeah. this, this article's from Cinema Blend. It's from the 24th. I guess it would have been on the 24th of March. It would have been his 120th, 120th birthday. He passed away 50 years ago. And uh, so I don't know. I just wanted a little bit of shout out to Disney history. How, um, how much younger was Roy than Walt? Because Roy died, what, about? 10, 15 years ago. Something like that. I mean, that's a, that's a big difference. I'm just curious. And then, you know, if, if you were the Mr. Uber Disney, uh, Disney children, are they still involved with the corporation at all? One of his, I think one of the daughters had was, I swear one of the daughters of, or one of the relatives of Disney was speaking out about the Disney corporation recently. Mm. Um, I just curious. I'm not, I, I don't really care care but for the show yeah, I thought I'm like, sure. you know it's like but i i got something i'll let you finish this idea with Den disney and then i'm when i'm gonna move on to mine so apparently who was the older walt or roy roy oliver disney was older yes roy he was, was older he was roy was older because don't forget because walt died of cancer from smoking if i remember correctly well but everybody at that in that time period yeah, that smoked. age group everybody smoked but uh, Roy lived so much longer. Right? So he uh, was born in June twenty fourth, June twenty fourth, eighteen ninety three. He died December twenty. No, what? December? That must have been his dad then, because it says December twentieth, nineteen seventy one. For whom? Well, he was the older brother of Walt Disney. This makes no sense, because um, it says he died in seventy one. <laughs> I'd fact check that website that you're at. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so. Well, we'll answer that question next week, folks. Listen for that one. But I got one. I got a thing that I I, I really got to talk about. And I, I don't know if you two guys follow NASCAR at all. But now, nah. okay. Well, I can understand it because to agree, NASCAR for me, even for me, had gotten a little, I don't know. It was the same guys winning for a while. And it was the, it was, it got a little boring. But I will say that. Today, and I know for those of you listening, you're probably going, what, what day of the week it is? But anyway, they normally would run this on Sunday. But because of weather, Bristol Motorsports, for the first time in 51 years, NASCAR Cup Series ran in the dirt. Yeah, and the, uh, is this talk about what the King said? Oh. What, the, what did the King say? 
Uh, the, the king of NASCAR, Richard Petty, says it was um, heavily paraphrasing that says it was unprofessional. Yeah, he's, he's totally wrong. <laughs> he could call me and tell me that. I, I don't know. I, I find that quote and see why he said that. Because I got to tell you, as a fan of NASCAR, watching this race was the most exciting race that I have watched in years. Absolutely years. Because these guys oh. running in the dirt, first of all, very few of them had any dirt experience at all, period. And it was amazing. It's the crash and bash and the, the, the fighting of the good old uh, NASCAR that I grew up as a kid, you know, where you took a stock car, a true stock car, not what they call a stock car now, you know, and you, you drove it on Sunday, uh, you, you, you drove it on Monday and raced it on Sunday uh, t- type of thing. And uh, But anyway, so for, for me and for those fans out there, uh, I think we need to keep telling uh, NASCAR that running in the dirt is the best thing that's happened. It was it was exciting. It was a fun race to watch. You didn't know who was going to win. They had whined and complained about tires and dirt and oh. couldn't see, and it was it was exciting. So that that was really good. I think that they, they, what they need to do is change it up a little bit more and have liquor in the back so they can make pit stops. They got to drop off liquor. Yeah, you got to <laughs> stop so many times. Well, they do that already now with these so races. Roy O. Disney, and I didn't realize this was Walt Disney's dad who co founded the company with him. Ah, okay. And not his brother, Roy. Well, yeah, Roy was Roy, the, his dad was Roy O. Disney. Yeah. Roy E. Disney was born January 10th, 1930, died in. December 16th, 2009. On my birthday? I'm 2009. Okay, well. Yeah, so I didn't, I, I actually didn't realize that uh, there was an O in it either. Mm, I didn't either. Anyway, what I wanted to finish with NASCAR is that you look at some of their sponsors, and there is a car out there, and I had to look this up. I, I mean, this company put a sponsorship on a car that just uh, kind of was a little strange. It's Dude Wipes. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right. So Dude Wipes, had to go to their website. It's actually dudeproducts.com. But anyway, it is hygiene wipes for men. They're yeah. now flushable. They have a new brand that's out there. So I would like to call out Dude Wipes and say, you need to be a sponsor of the Mad Trio. And we'll we'll do something for you. And you don't even have to send us packs of your products. We'll just do, do advertising for you because how crazy would it be to have a sponsor called Dude Wipes? I mean, that was just amazing. And so now NASCAR had that. So if they have Dude Wipes now, oh. now is a perfect chance to have some of the female NASCAR drivers to have like uh, an always, you know. Oh, probably. I mean, you know, why not? It's just. You know, here's here's Deborah with a Tampax car going to the whole and you know. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. Anyway, I just thought it caught my attention. I thought it was very funny. So good on dude wipes. So, yeah, I was reading up on this, uh, what they're calling the, what is it? Where was it? I just saw the name of what they're calling this race, the Bristol Dirt Race. Yes. Yes. Bristol Dirt yeah. Race. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That sounds really cool, actually. It was a fun race. I looked, I've been looking forward to it for, for weeks now. And, uh, I had uh, I was disappointed in not running on Sunday, but weather, as you know, back there in the south, they've been hit with some just horrible weather back there for those poor folks. But anyway, they managed to get the race off today, and they did a great job. And so, yeah, it was fun. It was fun to watch it. It was fun for the drivers. The drivers were having a great time. 
Uh, everybody enjoyed yeah, that's it. That's what I'm reading is that they were saying they, had, they loved it. There was a few things that worried them. Like they <clears> barely made it one lap when their windshields were caked in mud. Right. And right. Which I mean, that this is stuff that you're going to have to on any understand. Dirt- so yeah, well, and no they worry about that on dirt run real time dirt tracks too. Like we got, and we have a dirt track near us where they do that. Yeah. The track turned into divots, big divots. And that yeah. definitely wasn't smooth. And I'm like, this sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a great race, man. They were breaking splitters and things were flying. Parts were going every which way. These guys were, you know, <laughs> things were, they, they definitely beat up their NASCARs, uh, the actual cars. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, oh, I, you know, and, they did. and then sometimes when the, there was a period of time when the track, uh, track dried out so bad, the dust was so thick that literally the drivers couldn't see the car in front of them. Uh, it, it was, it was pretty funny. No, Kyle well, Bush called that one time. He literally said, I cannot see the car in front of me. <laughs> now, did they limit the speed? I mean, I'm assuming well, there were some limitations. No, no, there is no, yeah. and there was discussions about it. No, they didn't limit the speed. What limited the speed was the ability to run on the dirt. So they, they, they were running a special tires designed, designed for the dirt, but you could only, you know, if you spin those tires out a lot, you're done. And you only have so many so many tires that you can go through. So what limited the speeds, and they were considerably less than running on asphalt or, or concrete, uh, their speeds were averaged, I think, around 100 miles an hour, eight, between 80 and 120. Wow. And so, you know, that's considerably less than what they run on, on uh, hard surface. So, yeah, but that's really fast on dirt. Oh, it is. It is really <laughs> fast on dirt. And I'll tell you what, watching these guys drifting and everything going, <clears> I was... It was a great race. I, I got to say, the best race so far this year, probably the best race I've seen in a few years. Um, I thought it was great. Just done really well. And uh, I, I want Dude Wipes to be one of our sponsors. <laughs> so guess who joined the Uh-oh. next DC Universe? Uh, or, so, I think it's DC, if I remember correctly. So Dwayne Johnson's, Dwayne Johnson's The Black Adam is going yeah. to be, is talked about soon. Pierce Brosnan joins as yep. Dr. Fate. Yep. Really? I knew about that. Pierce yeah. Brosnan? I'm excited to see him How old Dr. is Pierce? Fate. I think he'd be good. 98. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> I don't know. my age, I think. <laughs> he's got to be in his yeah late 60s or 70s mm-hmm. by now. Every picture of I've seen him and when they talk cause, uh, on the articles, because I've seen a couple articles, he has like this southern... Um, like Colonel Sanders, like beard and mustache. So it's it's just like, really, Bond went southern. Yeah, um, which should well, be good cool. On him, I mean, you know, that's cool. So the Black Adam was slated to hit theaters on December twenty second, twenty twenty one, but with but was recently pushed back to an unspecified date release date due to production delays from the global pandemic, and is reportedly set to start production next month in Atlanta. You know, you... you oh, so that, he's only... He was born in 53, Rob. Is, he's my age. Yeah. He's exactly my yeah. age. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh... Damn. He just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, so. happy birthday, then. So, <laughs> May 16. Or no, 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 two months. So he's two months, sorry. Yeah. Got my months confused. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, in so, this COVID world. Well, you were talking about movies, and you were talking about movies being pushed back. Regal announced that they're starting to open their theater, theaters again. So, selected theaters. Now, uh, I don't know what that means, but, uh, but uh, yeah, Regal, we were all worried, of course, about AMC and Regal both surviving this. And uh, 
Uh, I know that AMC actually opened up some of their theaters a little couple of weeks ago. But the problem is, is that what movies are going to show? Because all the movies that were going to be, you know, big blockbusters coming out in 2020 were pushed back or put in a can or put on television for streaming. Or maybe permanently put on hold. Or permanently put on hold. And there's all kinds of issues. And so my question is, that's great. I'm glad you're opening. But unless you have some major movies coming out, what are you going to show? There's, I have, yeah, true. And the other thing is, I have a feeling movies are going to be permanently changed. Like at this point, like for the Dune movie, it was supposed to come out in December of last year. I'd pay 20 bucks or 25 bucks to see it because if if I got to watch it a couple of times, because that's what it's going to cost you to go to the theater to see it. You're probably the only one. No, I highly doubt it. (laughs) So new movies coming up is that, so let me go back to the beginning of the thing. Um, the director uh, that just did uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, Adam Wingard, has signed up to be the director of the Thundercats that's coming out. Live action or cartoon? Um, it's reportedly going to be live action. So. Oh. Oh, no, here we go. Actually, it was going to be live action, but now I'm seeing that they switched it back to CGI and animation. Okay. I that, And if, if you guys are wondering why I'm kind of... So I've heard both, but I, this one is today, so it's saying it's CGI and live action. So That's a kid thing. You grew up with Thunder. Well, no, it's it's actually because the fact that at this point, I I don't believe that every... You, I don't think you can always transpose the medium from live action to, uh, to cartoons or vice versa. I don't think it works. I think it works better from live action to cartoons. Better tell Marvel Universe that. Well, for example, there's, I just, <laughs> Thundercats, when you have these, uh, was it anamorphic? You have these, these walking, talking cats and, and, and stuff. I just don't think it looks, I just don't think it will work as well because when you have something that's more live action, I think it's harder to, to, to spend your disbelief versus, versus if you have a cartoon. What you did with Transformers? Yeah, but those those were cars that changed. Yeah, versus so. you have a tiger that talks or oh, cheat. Oh, I just don't right. think it works as well. Look at Cats. The movie Cats came out, got some of the worst reviews ever. It was panned. I never, I never saw. It. We saw so, the play. I saw. I can say I saw the play in London. Yeah, but the, the, I'm just right, saying. I just don't think. I just don't think it works as well. Some stuff must works. Have, must not have. I haven't. I didn't even have an interest in watching the movie. Oh, you got to find some reviews. The reviews were great. That was the best thing about the movie. Um, <laughs> with the reviews. Yeah. Um, so enough. I just don't. Yeah. From what I've seen and from what I've heard, I just don't think that particular thing will will just translate really well to live action. Um, I think. Well, I, he says he doesn't want it to look like the movie Cats. Bingo. Yeah. Well, that that's going to use an example. And but the thing is, is that this director Wingard, he's got two projects that he's working on. He has Face Off Two. Oh. Yes, the John Travolta and Nicolas Cage movie. Hmm. Um, and he's also got Thundercats now. So we're not sure what it's not sure which one he's going to start on first. My guess would be but face he off. Says that, well, he says that die. he wrote a screenplay for thunder for a Thundercats movie and the 10th grade that was just under 300 pages long. So <laughs> he's a big Thundercats fan. So we'll see so. which one he jumps on first. So, so well, I guess I, it depends on which 
project he feels would be the easiest to get through. I don't know. I'm assuming it's going to be face off and I guarantee they're only going to do one movie because traditionally like all Thundercats, it's going to can it's going to be canceled before another one comes out. Could be. I'll tell you what I started watching was uh, the Falcon in the Win winter sold. Winter Soldier. I haven't started that yet. Yeah. Good. Well, so far the first two episodes that have been dropped managed to watch and you know, if you like that kind of thing, it's you either like it or you don't. It can be panned or not. You know, that it's one of those kind of things. And uh, I, I enjoyed watching it. I occupied two hours of my time. I just, I'm so burned out on superhero stuff that even that doesn't even remotely interest me. If this was t like five, ten years ago, I'd be interested. But I'm literally at this point, and unless it's Batman, I'm slightly interested because I'm such a fanboy of Batman. I don't want to see it. You know what's interesting about this one? They've been panning. <laughs> so uh, Captain America, of course, had died. And so uh, you thought that character was going to go away. Well, they introduced a new Captain America. And, of course, the Falcon's really pissed about this. And so, yeah, I heard white, about White that. or black um, guy? No. Uh, white. Yeah. Okay, so, so they're not that part of the story yet. My, my issue with it is... Um, and I guess it's a good time to ask you, Rob, was it more kid friendly or was it more grown up? That's the issue I have with some Disney plus stuff. Gotcha. Um, it could be teen. I'm not Tweens. looking for cursing or Tween, no, you know, yeah. bloodbath nope. type thing. None of that. None of that. Was yeah, fairly clean. I'm looking more for like, you know, like content. Yeah. It, yeah. It cut. Well, so. It could be a tween thing, but it's also an old guy thing. I mean, it kept my attention and it was kind of what, fun. To okay. watch. I, I guess, I guess the question is how young do you think it could, you could watch it without having either. That's awkward, what he's saying, tween. Tween, you think tween. tween? So like. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Hey, parts of it are a little bit slow because they're still trying to develop the story. And, um, of course the winter, winter soldier guy has got all these mental issues that he's trying to deal with. And so they, they have adult contact talking about basically PTSD with him. And, uh, mm. so, so yeah, I don't, I don't think any younger than tween, uh, would okay. be appropriate just simply because I don't think they would get it. They'd be a little bit, what, what, what they, you know, what are they trying to talk I get about? It. So, okay. Yeah. Anyway, right. that's my opinion for what it's worth, but it entertained my, me. So good. Good on them as far as that goes. So we'll see how it goes. You know, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, I only watched two episodes. So who knows where, where that's going to go. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So oh. did we bring up... So, oh, sorry, James. Your turn. Go. Uh, well, I just actually switched where I was. So um, you have you paid any attention to what they're talking about out in space right now that they're seeing that there's something tearing apart the nearest star cluster to earth huh. that one i haven't heard no, of i hadn't heard that either so um there's a new analysis of the gaius satellite data the closest star cluster to our solar system is being torn apart and they really can't tell what it is. All they can see is a large gravitational pull of something massive. So this is something that, out, outside of Milky Way? Yeah, it's just okay. the star cluster next to us. Okay, so it's all right. The closest yeah, I, one next to us. I did and hear something about this thinking, years ago. They're thinking that it's an invisible clump of dark matter. Mm. But they're seeing it 
more frequently and that it's literally destroying a, hard, a large density of dense concentration of stars. Hmm. Yeah, and they can't dis- determine what's really going on with it. So I think that's a really cool thing. I mean, just to be able to see that. Not that it's going to be coming over to the Milky Way. <laughs> so are, over here, but are, are they seeing? Yeah, be a while. I mean, it would be. It would take some time. So they're they're seeing it by what, like the Hubble's actually capturing images of it, or is this uh, more of a radio uh, scope data? You know that they're looking at. It sounds like they're just doing it with. Um, oh, let me pull it up. I just so saw that section. Talking about some kind of ground based satellite. I mean, I don't know how. That's so far out there. I mean, you know, what, whatever, if we're seeing anything now, it happened uh, yeah. Yeah, hundreds of thousands oh, wow, of years ago, right? <laughs> Let me see. It doesn't actually say what they're getting it from. They just said Gaia satellite data, so. Oh, okay. Well, so then it's, yeah. it, they're, whatever, however they're getting that data from that particular satellite, uh, they're getting yeah. information from it, so, Yeah. I know it's it's interesting, but like you know, like I said, you it's hard to imagine. Sometimes you, you you can't realize how long it takes light to actually reach us. Yeah? Oh yeah, it's right? insane, and it's it's yeah. crazy when you start when you when they you really start looking at how long does it, you know what whatever you're looking up the star, sky and you're looking up these stars, and you're looking at stars in 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 it that's light that was produced millions of years ago that's finally getting here and it's quite kind of like okay let me get let me get this straight this happened to what and now what am i looking at it's, it's very interesting uh, you can, it's kind yeah. of mind mind-blowing <clears throat> when you when you start studying astronomy it's uh, very interesting so talk about mind-blowing mind-blowing we got a new we got something for you to listen to oh, okay. do you want to keep up to date on the maddest of the mad at the mad trio podcast check out our social media feeds on facebook instagram and twitter or go to themadtrio.com. Okay, so I lied. It wasn't mind-blowing. Shameless plug. So here's something I actually think is badass, and I hope it, it actually moves forward. DC's Static Shock movie has taken a big step forward. Um, if you're not familiar with who Static Shock is, he was he's a, a young African-American kid who gained superpowers of electricity, um, there's a huge cartoon about it. There's he's been in comic books, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He's from a Milestone Comics. <laughs> um, so apparently, Michael B. Jordan will produce a Static Shock movie through his Outlier Society production company, and it's revealed who's been tapped to write the script and the big screen debut, a uh, debut. I hope this actually moves forward. I'd love to see characters like this that were specifically written as African American actually make it more. Mm-hmm. You know, because it seems like sure. some, seems like sometimes they're just like trying to, like the next Superman is going to be black, alleged African American, allegedly, and there's a reason why. Because in theory, uh, I read that's going to be in another dimension, which is cool because you have an, you have a reasonable explana- uh, explanation of it. Um, I actually happen to really like Static Shock, though. He's a great character. What do you think, James? Um, you know. I am excited to see it. The thing that I want to know is this young static shock or adult static shock. And are they even going to bother with a backstory? Because I really enjoyed, I mean, I like static shock. I was a big fan of the, the cartoon when it came out, but I was an even bigger fan of his developed powers as an adult. 
Yeah. Because um, he went from being kind of like a little bit more powerful than Jubilee <laughs> to being badass. Well, they, and you can't agree. You got to agree with me on that. Come on. Oh, yeah, they did. They, they kind of explained it so, in, the, in the last episode of the WB cartoon. They kind of explained how he got a little bit more powerful. But I would love to see... Um, so, so this is if I was con- in control, it would be the Batman Beyond universe. But you have Static Shock being the main character, and you have Batman being the the background character. With the, okay. I think that would be badass. Because I agree, I'd love the old Static Shock, and I'd, yeah. I'd I'd love to see that because I I love Batman Beyond, but I think seeing it through the lens of Static Shock, I think it'd be a much more entertaining movie personally. Yeah. Yeah, so I would like to I would like to see it. I've, I've kind of been wanting a Static Shock one, but it's one of those that you're like, I, you know, I want to be picky in how I view it. You know? Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Also, I I think the reason we picky is because it's such it's such a good. It, uh, how do I say this? From everything I've read and the comic books I've read, it hasn't been polluted too much. It's a it's a fairly rich story. And uh, no, I, I dig it. And apparently, it has a new comic book series coming called Static Season One that launches in June. Um, I seriously hope that it it they come out. Um, I just hope it stays cartoons though. I but honestly, seeing a live action one. Uh, what do you think? Live action with Batman Beyond or or animation with Batman Beyond? If you had to pick, I want to see a live action Batman Beyond. I think with the technology we have nowadays, they could pull it off really well. Ooh, that would be cool. I also, but, um, with static shock, I think they could do it as well. It's just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be as excited for a young static shock or an origin story static shock. I wouldn't mind an older static shock with flashbacks to explain things if they feel the need to explain things, but I'd love that. No, I, I, so, I, I think, well, I think they do. I mean, uh, reasonably being, I don't know how famous Static Shock is, like how much out there, how much out there it is in the, uh, the, the, the ethos. Um, I know who he is just because I'm a gi- giant, I was a giant fan of comic books. Um, but I love that idea. The, I, that's yeah. great. Instead of having a, just a traditional background, you know, uh, the intro of the story is how he became who he is. You have the flashbacks. I think that's a killer idea. And you can save yeah. time instead of having the first third of the effing movie like Batman. Like every Batman reboot has at least 45 minutes of backstory. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. like uh, uh, watching the, uh, oh, no. Well, I am having a tough time today. Worked hard today, folks. Did a lot of cutting <laughs> and burning and slashing, so I'm a little tired. Um, shoot. What's the next Netflix? Never bodies. Uh, yeah, oh, I got it. The the it starts out with uh, Gotham. Gotham. Yeah, before uh, when Bruce Wayne was a kid. Yeah, it's Gotham. I think. No, there's yeah. a, there's another one on. on uh, why Is it really? Forgetting? Yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. Oh Lord, never mind, folks. Move <laughs> along. This brain is not working. Nothing to today. see here. <laughs> Jeez. So when we revisit revisit that, um, so. <sighs> Have you heard that the homeless are use, are suing homeless Californians are suing for their rights? 
Um, what? And they're winning. Writes how so exactly? court orders are preventing cities from Sausalito to Santa Cruz from clearing homeless encampments. And they're so what they're mostly suing about is the right to receive their belongings back. Some people have lost their belongings and they're suing to get those back and to keep them. And also to receive advance notice before a camp is disbanded. And there won another lawsuit. Oh, I pull it back, pull it up in here against Caltrans to pay $1.3 million to homeless people in the East Bay who had their belongings destroyed during encampment sweeps. So this is going to be a really stupid question, but what's considered belongings? Like, like, like a cell phone, a clothing, tent, a, a tent, tent. A, a sleeping bag, cooking, and, barrel, you know, any of that stuff. And just so you guys know, this even is an order, a court order from a judge that falls into Sacramento as well. Wow. So I don't know if you guys have driven 50 all the way down into the farthest one I ever I saw was over by the capital church, the capital, not the capital city, but the, was it the big church over by, um, we're all doing well today. Bradshaw. <laughs> yes. yes. Whatever that one is, but there was a, I saw homeless encampments all along that stretch of 50, all the way up to there. Yeah. On the freeway. Yeah. Not, not on the side. So like literally, on the side of the freeway there they had encampments big ones too they uh caltrans announced today on the highway 50 quarter in the sacramento area between x and watt i guess is the biggest construction project that they've put on in a couple of decades and and it displaced a number of homeless camps and so they had to go and find another area be able to put these people into because they, they couldn't be in the work zone. So they managed to do that. And it, it always falls underneath freeways that they're, you yeah. know, that they, they tend to, um, uh, congregate at, I guess. I, I don't know. It's probably not, yeah. a, it's an easier open space. It is, you know, and there's all, there's no simple answer to the homeless issue. There just isn't in, I don't no. care where it's at. Uh, you know, we've, we've talked about this before and the, the, t- uh, the, the people that are willing to take the tiny homes situation to shelters, to whatever, many of the yeah. homeless people are homeless because they want to be homeless and they want that lifestyle. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so it, it, it's that a one very, just baffles me to want that lifestyle. I, I agree. And one of the things that's, I, I was reading an article now, I, I haven't been in the Bay area for probably 10 years now. But the last time I went there, I swore I was never coming back because the homeless issue is so bad that everywhere you turn in areas in the Bay Area that just used to be pristine and wonderful now is a homeless camp. And uh, I, there was an article posted just recently, I, I believe it might have been uh, Washington Post, talking about how bad the issues with homelessness is in the Bay Area. In San Francisco, oh, yeah, in particular, and, I believe it. Yeah, and the problems with uh, sanit—you know—things aren't sanitary. They so. You know, it's. I it, went down there with a 
friend of mine and uh, my stepdaughter and her daughter. And we were over by the Monterey Aquarium. And sadly, it was closed that day, but we were going along the pier just to see, you know, some of the, you know, because there's wildlife that always shows up at the piers over there because, I mean, people feed them and, you know, they're just there. And we're going up to a pier that overlooks the ocean. And I go up to turn to go up that way. We came around the side of the building and there was literally a homeless guy with his dick hanging out facing the street and sidewalk, shoving in a bottle to piss on middle of the day. Mm. And I took both the girls and steered them away from them. Like we're not going this way. (laughs) Um, Wow. And thankfully they didn't see it, but I'm like, come on, you know, like you could go to a different spot to relieve yourself then it'd be literally like basically standing right on the street or the sidewalk facing everybody exposing yourself to take a piss. And that's where I come to the point of, I don't have anything against homeless people. I have things against that type of behavior where it's like, I don't give a shit about anybody. Right. So there's a number of causes from that i mean there's there's literally the, drugs, the, the and drugs yeah, things and like it, that there's the reagan effect it's mostly drugs that's yeah the, the, the problem has occurred uh of course when we were in france we were seeing people that were just you know if you got to go pee you just whip it out and go into yeah. the park i just well it's, so. it's well that, let's be honest it, it just comes fact in, in america that the you know we're a more conservative culture it's not as common to nudity is is not is is not is uh it's more frowned upon in public than it is and a lot well, of this goes beyond world. that though this is a this is a it's james's a, point is it's a bodily function but it's part of it though. right right well really i i've even heard there i've even heard there if it's frowned upon in france but it's you know it's, it, well it's you know it's, nobody nobody wants to you know put into a travel nobody wants to tra- see you travel brochure and say <laughs> By the way, when you're in France, you may see people urinating on the side of the road. Okay, so that's part of their culture and the way they, 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 you know, it's a different, it's a whole different thing. Uh, But as we know through history, without sanitation, you have diseases and everything else that comes along with it. And that's part of the problem with the homeless situation is that there's no easy solution again for them to be able to defecate or urinate in, in in a safe manner for everybody else. Nor the, do the, many of them because of drugs and, and other things even care. I know there's been, in some cities, there's been this talk of doing uh, small houses and... Yeah, tiny homes. Yeah, yeah like, Cal, these, uh, Sacramento was talking about that as well. And, they, you know, like you get these giant parking lots full of tiny homes or I know the, living the van life has been much more popular within the last five years. Oh yeah, there's. Uh, I've met a lot has, of people that are talking about that. Yeah, living in living in your car has always been a thing. Well, I mean, so. I specifically I know because the last five five years, like there's a ton of there's a ton of content in YouTube that's a lot more uh, companies specifically designed to help you turn your van into a livable space. Um, probably because a lot of the areas, if buying, they can afford to do that, they're not homeless. Well, yes. Yeah. 
Well, right. a lot of, a lot of the reasons like I've actually seen is because it's easier affording a $600 car payment versus the, you know, $2,500 it's going to cost you to rent an apartment and pick a city. So that's one of right. the main reasons I see it. Um, other reasons I've seen is, you know, like a guy needed to catch up on bills and because he, you know, he never had his, all this money was going out to pay bills. So we need to pay off creditors. And, you know, so I've seen a wide variety of things, but I, yeah, I think you're right that most people who are homeless are, are drug addicts. No, I wouldn't say most, but many it's mental health, mental health, the issues, Reagan effect, whatever you want to call it. Mental well, he health. did, he did help close down the, the institutions. Let's, let's be honest. He so had reason to. <laughs> it's mental health and drugs and, and choice of lifestyle, which it falls into. So I, I, I understand where you're coming with that. I'm just going to refuse to answer to it. <laughs> I just don't get it. And I don't, I don't get the, in the sixties, everybody, you know, people want to live with wavy gravy in the hog farm and live on a commune. Now everybody wants to live in the street in San Francisco. I, I just, I know. I don't understand how it no. changed from being this utopian idea to, eh, I just want to poop on the street. So that's a hell of a culture change. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's also in misguided decisions by people like the, the, the supervisors that run the County of San Francisco, the yeah. same thing has happened in Los Angeles in that they said, okay, come on, we'll open up parks. We'll open up areas for you to live in. We'll give you designated areas. And then, of course, comes budgetary functions as well. Okay, how much money are you going to throw at this? And who's going to do what and be in charge of what? And who's going to spend what? whose money? And all of a sudden now, this great grand gesture that is brought by these uber-liberal politicians that say, hey, you know, come on, bring your your tires, your homeless, and all that into our city, and that will be fine. And then you end up having this problem that they have, and then they're they're clueless as to how to solve it because it's not an easily solvable no. problem. No, it's a ter- right? It's a terrible thing to try to solve. Yeah, it's bad. You know, and I feel for all those people, uh, you know, there's many people that are trying to get out of that, but there's many people that love that lifestyle too. So you got both. So I don't know. So I, do you think nowadays people put a flower in their hair going to San Francisco? Cause it's like the plague. They're just trying to hide the smell. I'll tell you what, from what I witnessed and what I've been reading recently, I certainly would continue wearing my <laughs> K95 masks in those areas to, you know, and make sure that there's a scent packet in it. It's, it's funny you talk about that. The the gaming company Razor, they make gaming accessories. Yes, is I coming want to see out. this. I, they're coming out with a mask that I really want to see. Um, cause it's, I want to see it, and I think I want to buy it, but I don't uh, think I can afford it. <laughs> well, that's my question. They're not putting the price out on it yet. Yeah, I'm because I'm, I'm with James, because it, it, it has uh, filters. It does all sorts of things. Yeah. and it's, It has a filter. It actually will enhance your voice. It will. <laughs> um, oh, that will uh, really go in. That'd get it a- will also, uh, what is it? it you can also. So make it clear so that people can see your face, your lips move and things. And those are weird. Have you seen people? Yeah, around? not in person, but I've seen pictures. They're, no, no, no. It's not one that those are uh, weird. It's an LCD. It's animates a, your face, uh, but it it will go clear. Yeah, it's a screen. So that they can see your lips. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the, the only thing I have to say is hopefully this is better made than some of their mice because 
let's be honest, their software for some of their products are awful. I have a keyboard of theirs. It's amazing. I've gone through three or four mice of theirs that always fall apart. I had one that got borked somehow because of software issues. So, but I, I'm totally, yeah, so I, I'm going to find it. I love if one. you want to look it up, it's called project hazel. hazel. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking and at it's it right really now. badass looking. <laughs> so, all right, I'll, you convinced me. I'll go down the rabbit hole with you. Let's Check see Check your browser before it. What? Ah, oh, they want to throw you cookies. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So, hmm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So far, everybody look it up. So, I'm not going to do it while we're on the air. But it's, I, I'm looking at it right now. There's, there's nothing so far. Well, there's no word on price. My honest guess is it's probably going to be at least a couple of hundred dollars. Because I don't see anything like I don't see it not being. Ex- but I'm hey I'm you all know what for by it. the time by the time they get this thing out and the whole pandemic will probably be over. I have well that, that that's <laughs> so here's the thing I think they're going to do it anyways because on some of those like there's been nerd conventions where they actually ask participants to shower. Clear transparent design. You've heard of that right, James? For some of those card game conventions. Yeah. Where they actually tell partic- participants oh, must like. bathe before entering type of thing. Well, you know, gamer things. Gamers are known to be pretty stinky. <laughs> so, you know, you don't want, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't want 100,000 people in a convention center with a bunch of stinky gamers. I'm wondering when they're going to release it, though, because I, I don't think this pandemic thing is going to be over for a while. I, I think it, I bet it's going to at least another six months to half a year before. Oh yeah, but if they don't get on the ball here soon, they're go- they're going to miss it. I, you know, once it's over, we're all going to say, say, hey, you know, we're we're done. We're done with this thing. I don't, last thing I want to do is wear another face mask because even right now I'm at face mask point where I kind of go, do I really have to put this damn thing on? Next to where I go into, I'm tired of it now. So whoever owns Paps Blue Ribbon Beer has been trying to get the brand to be more popular because they're trying everything from. Uh, well, I thought from PBR second, was doing really from, well. Well, second age whiskey to Pabst Blue Ribbon hard coffee. Five mm. percent alcohol. I'm, I'm looking at right now, and hard it's hard coffee. Boy, that's great. Go to your Starbucks and say, "I want a hard co- coffee," and it's five percent alcohol. Whew. Okay. You know, I'm just. It's got to be better than hard seltzer because that just sounds gross, doesn't it? Hey, give me a white claw. Give, give me something that's that's quasi-refreshing with alcohol. Have you had any, James? No. I really don't drink these days. So, no. Yeah, you're looking at a bunch of teetotalers here. Between James and I don't drink. We have to get Brian on the probably. Now, that's sad that I'm the drinker. Oh, and I have yeah, you're drinks. The, I've had two drinks in the last six months. Well, there you go, John. You're the drinker in the group. <laughs> but i drink cocktails here i i I drink cocktails i don't drink beer that's beer is gross oh come on i have yet to ever find a beer i like and the 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 stuff that i can stand to get laughed at like i um you're right i'm laughing right now oh what is it it's the oh it's uh not hard apple cider (laughs) oh crap i forgot what it's called it's uh it's like there's shock top it's okay uh I don't remember, but there's there's a couple. Angry Orchard? Angry Orchard. I actually really like that. I get made fun of for liking it by the few people I actually I, I what see. What is it? 
I don't remember. It's been such a long time since oh, I've okay. had it. Well, never mind. <laughs> like I said, I drink cocktails. You know, like Let's I talk about something he doesn't know anything about. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. Like I just had a dark rum sour for the first time, mm. using uh, an amazing. Uh, it's Appleton Estate Twelve Year Dark mm. Rum Jamaican Rum. It's really good. Uh, Twelve yeah, years. I really don't. Yeah, aged rum says that. Yeah, it's. I thought rum didn't age well. I'm assuming it was 12-year-old rum, but maybe it means something different. I haven't actually looked it up, but it's, okay. it's Appleton Estate 12. It's the one that I was recommended to, to, to purchase, so it was, it's amazing. I, I may be wrong, but you know, many, many of the, the liquors don't, other than bourbon and whiskey and such, they don't actually age very well. So anyway. I'll actually have to look that up. Because you got to put it in the uh, right, right oak barrel to be able to get the color and taste and all that stuff. So but anyway, it's yeah, I don't know much about alcohols anymore. I used to kind of know some, but I just stopped and I just kind of forgot everything that I knew. Just wasn't really interested in doing it anymore. Yeah. Understood. So I've been looking at your razor mask here, Jonathan. It's just kind of uh it's a gimmick. It's a little weird. You know, my other problem is, is that all these things that go behind your ear, my ears are sore and I put these damn masks on and it's like, it's not comfortable. I've been going with the strap that ties the two ear things together in the back of the head and that's made it a little more comfortable. But the reality is that for many of us, I've, I, I know of that uh, the spacing between our, uh, our nose and our ears and our chin are different than others. And, uh, you know, they make one size fits all and that's not necessarily <clears throat> true. So we, we can discuss the fine points of, <laughs> of COVID masks I, I'm here so, at another date. I, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the back of my back of my head. Some of my lady friends complaining about straps. <laughs> no, <laughs> so that's maybe so, maybe there is a correlation to that. So I, I can just see them. Oh yeah, now you're complaining yeah, about straps. Now, now you are. Hey, hey, you know. So Appleton Estate is an ultra premium rum in Appleton Estate. The marketing material continue as it's a, a minimum age rum. Of 12 years, is so it's a minimum age of 12 years in American, uh, select American oak barrels. Oh, okay. See, they're putting them in oak barrels. Yeah, so that, oh, by okay. the way, that's the marketing. That's yeah. the, so. Um, they want to be like a fine <laughs> blended whiskey or scotch. Yeah. I see. Um, I have yet to but find a, a mask that I find comfortable. Yeah. I, and the other problem for me is being asthmatic. Some of these masks affect me. Like, you know, so... For me, I've, I've just stay away from people. Like if I, I'll wear a light mask and just, just, you know, somebody's coming and I'm like running from them. It's like attack of the killer tomatoes, you know, I'm like, ah, yeah. I, the other thing is also depends on where you're at in, in di different parts of the, the state or the country, as far as this whole thing with masks go, because in our, in our County, uh, it, if I didn't know better by going around our, our County, <laughs> into many different uh, businesses here a few days ago, I would have thought the pandemic was all over with. Well, the other, I was the only one wearing a mask. The other issue is how many people are from out of the area. Cause that's what I've noticed around when I'm out and about is there's, there's a ton of people that I guarantee are not from this area because for a while we were the only, this our everyone, local everyone's area. wearing the masks because <laughs> all our places around here. I've only seen, I were in my local little shop, uh, shopping store, shopping store great use of english um <laughs> grocery store grocery store there's the first time i've seen somebody without a mask eh. and it was kind of like 
I literally thinking, what the fuck? Wait, they're coming towards me. What? So I was just kind of like, <laughs> and they don't. It's it's weird. It, well, it's just odd because I, the know. store actually says must wear a mask. Right. So I'm thinking, like, even if you didn't believe on believe in the masks, it's like it's their company put, policy. It, yeah. Well, what about you, James? Are you is you, are you finding it a fatigue mask fatigue setting in or? You know, no, I don't know. Uh, you know, because you got to wear one. Bother me anymore? Yeah. You know? it's like just, I don't wear one. Once I leave work, unless I'm going in certain, you know, stores and things like that. But for the most part, yeah, I I don't really care anymore. It's just I've come to accept it as that's just the way the way our life is going to be from now on. Yeah. I I, where I got to it. Well, I I don't have a problem with that fact. I have a problem. (laughs) I was talking about the actual fit function. Of masks. I'll see. I've got the tie-on ones. So back I, to my friend, you know, I've got it down to where I have a certain amount of pressure only on the tops of my ears, and I can adjust it really easily. So, hmm. you know, working where I need to wear a mask all the time, yeah, I've kind of figure out how to make it comfortable enough for myself to where, you know, I can wear it for, you know, six to eight hours a day and not be bothered by it. Yeah. So. Well, better you than me, because I have not, to this day, I have, and I've tried the gator style. I've tried, like I said, the, for me, the most recent ones, I'm using these, you know, they clip onto the ear things and they tie, it ties back of your head and you put tension hmm. on it. Well, step away from the mic and you put tension on it. It's he was like showing you, video. I was showing, you know, no video going on here anymore. I forget about that. You, you, yeah. You know, I talk about bra straps, you know, I'm surprising is they don't have some sort of like that sliding thing like a seat belt or I forgot what you call yeah, it but yeah they don't have that that that, that well, they're getting it. i they, think i've seen some with those yeah they yeah. have them there if you if you shop amazon enough and just look at masks i spent about an hour trying to figure out if any of them would be comfortable i didn't buy any by the way when you were a kid did you ever think that you'd spend an hour looking up masks no. like not not mm-hmm. halloween masks no. not <laughs> not you know but not painting masks no. but you're, you're uh-uh. but Never stop would. a global pandemic. I mask. know, I know. Now that's the thing. You got it, and then you know you spend the whole hour, and you still don't find anything that even looks remotely like it's going to be comfortable. I mean, this razor thing's interesting, but if they don't get launching and producing these things soon, it's you know it's a it isn't going to be because I I don't know I, the whole, this whole thing. I, it's going to be a gimmick. Um, I'm, I'll actually buy it once this is over and you can see it in the bin for $50 just because I think it's kind of a neat little gizmo. Yeah, well. Because if I tell my wife, hey, honey, I spent $350 on a mask. Yeah, on the new K95 mask that's recommended by Fauci. Uh, no. So what? I, what's it do? It, it changes your voice. It goes invisible. She's going <laughs> to she she's gonna yell at me. And, and, and by the way rightly so yeah i i don't know it'll be interesting to see what the price is on this thing but i i just you know it's here's a, it's the a, other it, it's going to be expensive they're not a cheap, oh, yeah. they do no, not razor cheap. doesn't do anything cheap yeah no i i know that yeah but uh uh the, the other thing for me since there's no video and nobody really knows what i look like i have a fairly large beard and it's really weird because you can't get those paper masks to go low my beard's too big too long think zz top but solid white yeah anyway but uh yeah but you know he dyes it (laughs) because i know how old he is so come on anyway uh 
And so it just doesn't work. And it's like, you know, I like the whole thing. One size fits everybody. Yeah. See, this is why you need Adam Savage on test.com tested this. Basically it's like a space helmet. It's a personal HEPA filter you wear in your head. Mm -hmm. It charges, you hit a button, you know, there's a clear face shield that's supposed not to fog. If it wasn't so stupid expensive, I would buy one just to see what people's reaction is, you know, because well, it is, looks goofy as I'll get. Isn't, isn't that what the high-end medical facilities are having all their nurses and doctors wear now? It's a it's a clear face shield. It's a white hood that covers their whole their whole face. But those are like those are one time use though. This one no, is no, really no, no. and it and it's got a uh, hose that comes out the back of it into an air pack oh yeah they wear around that, their yeah. wear around their vests i actually and recently, it circulates air i recently had a medical uh, uh, uh whatever you call it thing and that lady was wearing the full bunny suit like she was like you know she was like you yeah. know like all of a sudden i'm an ebola patient that's the type of uh level of security that she had that's kaiser for you um <laughs> i had the same procedure and they were just wearing those throw away you know the normal things they tie on yeah, but this one was this one that looked like it was made out of some cloth or some sort of rubbery cloth yeah, Tyvex. And, <laughs> it's, it's, but it was like i showed i showed my wife she's like this is this is really awesome i, I kind of want to get it because it'd be for the laugh and then i get this look she's like seriously it's like i get I, i'm not i don't have that type of money if, if i had if i had money to throw away that would be on my list of things to get i yeah. would throw it in my random box of crap so and so <laughs> that you know in, in 10 years you can find it again exactly and go, hey look what i found and next to my next to my lp of uh melly vanilli it's about as useless <laughs> yeah. hey look what i found what yeah. the i forgot i had that yeah and why do i have that <laughs> exactly that's unfortunately that's what i'm starting to get to i'm looking at that and i go why did i ever buy that yeah well, anyway, that's, <laughs> that's a topic for another show why why did i buy but it's that? the siegfried and roy greatest hits that you have i don't understand uh, that was a little odd uh, that's little strange yeah um so any uh so we're coming up past the hour anybody have any other comments anything else to say well so they got the uh everything i got i they got the ship i'm just gonna follow up the the oh yeah uh what what did they call it evan green (laughs) the uh cargo ship in the suez canal is free and floating and so we can get our uh all our goods from China again that we've been waiting on. So anybody who's ordered from wish.com and have been waiting for 12 and a half months, it's possibly <laughs> on that ship. On that Another ship. six weeks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good luck. Good luck to all of those out there. And uh, just, just a, the, talk about a sponsor real quick coming up this Saturday, which is April 3rd of this recording, catch them on their discord server. You can win a game pack of audacity. Make sure you log on to their Facebook for more details on how to do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the California Pariah, for the fat man, for the old guy, as always, thank you for listening. Bye-bye.